Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs i'm denise harper co-host of the morning show with bill and denise and program director for the bridge there's something special about sitting across the table from a friend whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart And hopefully, today's conversation will inspire and encourage you. Ainsley Earhart, joining me today. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I know you have early, early mornings every morning. I do a morning show on radio, Christian radio, so I totally get, I'm not sure what time you get up. My alarm goes off at 4 a.m. every morning. Mine's about the same. Is it? Yeah, we're on the same schedule. Oh, well, you have written a brand new children's book called I'm So Glad You Were Born. It comes out at the end of the month, Mm -hmm. and I want to hear all about it, but I also want to find out a little bit about Ainsley. Tell me about where you're from. I'm from South Carolina and lived there most of my life, and then after college, moved to Texas. And I worked in local, I worked in local TV after college for five years in my hometown, which was great. My grandparents were able to see before they passed away and then um, moved to Texas for a few years and then got the job at the national level at Fox and moved here in 2007. So I've been at Fox for a while. Well, uh, you are loved by millions as you sit in the middle of two thorns. <laughs> no, I wouldn't call them thorns. I love Brian and Steve as well. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, we love y'all and we're so we support Christian Radio and thank you for getting God's message out. It's so important and we're so blessed to work at these stations where we can talk about God. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you questions about because Fox uh, Fox has given you a lot of leeway. Like I saw you on uh, chatting with Max Lucado. And I thought, this is so unique. And what uh, what a, a really cool experience it must be for you. What's funny is it's just, it's crazy how we pray for things in our life and then God allows them to come to fruition and it's not on our timing. I went to Max Lucado's church in San Antonio, Texas when I lived there and just adore him and had my whole Bible study at that church praying mm. for my Fox contract. I I was at Fox in September for my interview. I didn't get the job until late November, beginning of December, and I started working there in January. And I prayed and prayed. Occasionally, I would write Fox or my agent would write Fox to just find out where we were after the interview process. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, hound them, but I wanted also to just find out what they were thinking because I was so excited about the possibility of moving to New York and working at the national level and, of course, working at, at Fox. And so, um, it took months, and that whole Bible study was praying for me for that opportunity. And 
isn't it funny now I'm interviewing him and he's coming to Fox after all those years of prayer at his church? Like full circle. <laughs> it does. And I should have said that today on air. I have in the past, but next time I interview him, I'm, thank you for making me realize that. It's fun when the when those little God thoughts go off in our head. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I just was in so much anguish, wanting so badly for the national job and not hearing anything for so long. But they just put us, you know, at a slower pace at the national level when they're trying to choose who they're going to pull in. Yeah. Did you dream of doing what you're doing? Like when you were when you were younger, um, is that something that you really aspired to? So when I was born in South Carolina, I think I was maybe five years old. I was watching the Oscars one day on air. On I mean, on online on TV. It was probably a black and white TV. <laughs> um, I remember like getting teary eyed because I so badly wanted to do something in that industry. And my parents were not extremely supportive of the theater industry. I think they worried what that would bring and if I would go down the wrong path and be distracted by, you know, by the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And so I did local theater and theater in high school and that kind of thing. But, um, it wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't, I, did, I was very involved in theater in high school, but when I said I wanted to major in theater and go to New York, my parents said, no way. You're going to get a four-year mm -hmm. college education, and then you can decide what you want to do, but we're not pushing you into that too early. Yeah. So I uh, majored in biology because <laughs> I was working for an orthodontist, and he fixed my teeth. He gave me a beautiful smile and bleached. He gave me ble bleach was just coming out and I had stains all over my teeth. It was either from a fluoride, from the lack of fluoride in the water when I was growing up yeah. or a medication, I guess, when I was sick one day, they, they really don't know. But he changed my whole look, my teeth, my teeth were everywhere. They were so bad. And Dr. Oh. Boyd, I worked for him. So I, he said, I'll pay for your dental school if you take over my practice. So that was my route. My junior year of college, God was really moving in my heart. And I transferred, I prayed and prayed, and I transferred schools to the University of South Carolina and changed my major to journalism because they have a really good journalism school. Mm. And the rest is history. I just loved, fell in love with broadcasting and telling stories and covering the news and being at crime scenes or being, you know, just in the, in the know before mm -hmm. everyone else. So I, I loved that part of it. You bring an empathy to the story as it's unfolding that I think is, is really needed. Um, and it helps people feel connected. You're so sweet. Thank you. Um, I wish you could know what I'm thinking inside. I could, I could try to describe it. I just can't even believe that God's put me in this position because I have struggles and I think, I, I mean, I, you know, you constantly wonder, does the audience like you? Are you loved? Are you good enough? Are you, um, I'm so happy in my personal life and I'm so happy at Fox, but you just, I still feel like that five-year-old mm. thinking, I can't believe I'm a part of this. And, um, maybe that's good that God's trying to humble me and keep, and keep reminding me that I'm nothing without him. And I know that that's true. I still walk into Fox and I look up 6th Avenue and I can see Central Park and I just still think I can't believe this is my life. I'm so yeah. grateful. And people come up to me in restaurants and they'll say, do you mind if I talk to you? And thank you so much for being on Fox. And I'll say, are you kidding me? Pull up a chair. Come <laughs> up. I'm grateful to you. I mean, these are the people that watch us and that is not lost on me these are the indiv individuals that listen to you on the radio and they if we didn't have those customers 
then Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be able to put food on our table. I wouldn't be able to live the life that I live in New York and be able to send my daughter to a great school and have tutors for her or whatever she needs, send her to gymnastics classes. So I am so grateful to our viewers and grateful to God for really, I mean, my gosh, I could cry for really giving me this life. I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful to our viewers. You know, when you said I sometimes struggle with, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. I think that is pretty much every person, every every woman who's listening to this in particular struggles, I'm sure, at one point or another, or it's ongoing with, uh, am, am I good enough? Am I, you know, bringing what I can to what I do, this opportunity that God has given me or the blessings that I have? Do I I don't deserve them, which we don't. Honestly, God is so good to us. So True. it's, um, I think you, when you hit that, even though you are in a very unique situation, I think everybody can identify with feeling inadequate at times. So it's, uh, what do you do when you when you feel that coming on you? You know, um, when I gave my life to Christ. That my junior year, my friends in my sorority who were such strong Christians that I went, started going to church with a non-denom, well, actually it was a Baptist church, and I'd never experienced anything like that before growing up in the Episcopal or the Lutheran church, and I loved it. And I remember having conversations with my parents, and that's not their jam. You know, they love the traditional, the hymns, and I love that too. And there's still that little girl in me that loves that and appreciates the ornaments, the chrismons on the big trees and the beautiful um, altars and the gold. And I, I mean, I, I love that. And it should be beautiful. It's where we yeah. work Christ. But, um, and I love the stained glass windows, but I started going to these churches that were non-denominational and God started working on my heart. And so if anyone's listening that has a problem with certain denominations, just know that God works on us in different ways and we're all fed in different churches. And as long as they're teaching from the scriptures and they're teaching Christ, who am I to judge someone for going to a church that's different than the one I prefer? Um, And that's where I found Christ. And then God just started pouring all these unexplained blessings in my life. I I transferred to university and I just just started receiving accolades and um, just favor with people on the university's campus. And then at the journalism school with my professors and getting a great job right out of school. And so it was just God's confirmation of if you follow me and you do the right thing. And my friends in the sorority said, Ainsley, your life has changed and everyone who you're friends with knows it. And many of those friends aren't going to want to be friends with you anymore. And they were peripheral friends at that point because all I was doing was talking about Jesus. But I really didn't mind because I knew I cared more about him and my walk with him and what he was doing in my life than I did those individuals, I love them and I still do, but this way was better. Mm-hmm. And I had fear and I was much more fulfilled. I had spent 21 years of my life trying to fill this hole in my heart and nothing was filling it. Mm-hmm. I was out all the time. I was, you know, I'd go on a date with the cutest boy on campus and that would, you know, make my mom happy or whatever. And I have, a fa- I have fabulous parents, but um, that was not fulfilling. That doesn't even matter, you know? And so when my life changed my junior year, I realized what was important and that's someone's heart and their direction and being friends with the people who really value you and know your worth. And that's in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, 
how in the world did it turn out that you would get to lead a Bible study on Fox Nation? <laughs> Planning our next round, I was just texting with the producer. Uh, <laughs> Fox has been, it's amazing because my dream was to live in New York and work in this industry, but yet I work for a network in New York and we are allowed to talk about Christ. It is probably the only network and you know, in cable news that's not necessarily affiliated with the church that allows us to do that. And I'm so grateful. They've never told us we have to be someone that we're not. They hired us for whatever they saw in us that they liked. And I've always talked about Christ and did in my interviews and was hired for that. For I, I feel like God put me in this position for this. So, um, yeah, then we started Fox Fox News or Fox Nation, which has been very successful. We have a wonderful team. And um, they asked me to, to, they said, Ainsley, what are your interests? And I said, obviously, Christ. And if I could do something Christian related on Fox Nation, that'd be great. So they brought a camera to my Bible study that was happened to be held in my apartment. And that was our first episode. And then it evolved into interviewing various people, NFL players, um, other anchors on Fox that have similar faith just people in the community, moms, influencers. We've had just different Bible studies. And it's been it's been great. I, everywhere I go, that's probably the one comment I hear. And it probably for you too. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't get the credit. Christ, <laughs> not me. I'm just, I just love him and I love talking about him. Yeah. And God is opening the door for you in so many great ways like that. I, I uh, don't get to hear you in the morning, but the, we keep the TV on so we can see you every morning. I see you every morning. Thank you. <laughs> My co-host hears me comment about the colors and the, how oh. the ties match, which yeah. one's matching your dress. Yeah. Yeah. You don't <laughs> find that so fascinating. Out. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I could, I could be on TV and listen to your morning show at the same time. Uh, <laughs> you can have your TV on with the volume down, but unfortunately, I can't listen to the radio. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, what inspires you, Ainsley? Uh, definitely my, you know, my faith in Christ. My daughter inspires me because I see just God living in her every day. And um, everything I do now that I, now that I'm a mom, it just revolves around her and teaching her about Christ and being a good person and trying to teach her manners. You know, we're at six years old right now, and this is where um, she's such a loving and wonderful child, and she's accepted Christ. But um, it's a challenging time. <laughs> do you remember six? Do you have children? I do. Mine are adults now. <laughs> well. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does change. I mean, it's, but part, I think part of the most amazing thing about being a mom is as your kids are growing and they're learning, you, I mean, we're learning things all along the way. And there's just something so beautiful about seeing life through their little eyes, you know, and six, she probably is already uh, getting her own little attitude or what she really likes or wants. Yes, she definitely is. Uh, three was challenging. That was our year of a lot of timeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, then we <laughs> never timeouts and fours and fives. And then sixes, I'm, I'm starting to like threaten her with that. Just little things like maybe an eye roll. And I'm like, what happened? Where? And <laughs> I said to her, I said, where is my sweet little girl? I said, why did you just do that? Let's talk about this. And she I'm sweet, mama. I'm sweet. I'm just really tired. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cute. It's very cute. I mean, it's nothing that I can't handle and it's nothing um, absurd, but right. I'm realizing at the same that this is when you have to start reining it in. And if you don't, I hear it just gets out of control. So yeah. this challenge right now, as a mom and praying a lot. Uh, we read three books a night. I read, we, she picks out two regular books and now she's learning to read or she's reading to me. So we're doing like level one books because she's in first grade. Mm-hmm. So she'll read level one books to me, if you remember those. And then we're doing sight reads and then um, we'll read a Christian. Does she ask to read the books that you've written? Because you've written, this is your third children's book, right? Third children's book. <laughs> she will flip through it and she picks out which little girl is is her is her and okay. um she'll pick out the little girl that you know has her hair coloring and her eye colors and um because the book is it has you know all different colors of different children in the book yeah. and um we just we read it and we smile because she knows the book is written about her the book is called i have it right here and it's called i'm so glad you were born and this is us i know your viewers can't or your listeners can't see this but it's a book on on the front cover are all these children playing with different instruments and this is what we do in our house we have dance parties and we've been doing it since hayden was gosh baby baby you remember playing they give them an instrument and so then we have this big box of instruments and we pull it into the kitchen and we've done it in all the apartments we've lived in during covid um we lived out on long island and i um we pulled out the box there and we just crank the music depending on what whatever song she loves at the time sometimes it's praise and worship sometimes it's tayo cruz dynamite that was one of her songs one summer or gummy bears i hope you haven't heard that song that's just they repeat i'm a gummy bear i'm a gummy bear but anyway <laughs> we'll run around the house with all these instruments and um, have a dance party and it hmm. just wants us to have fun. I want this house to be an oasis. I want, um, there's prayer all over this house. The rooms have been prayed for and anointed. And I just want Christ here. And I want her to come home and I want her friends to come over all the time. And I just love having her here and having hmm. the joy and the laughter and the just she explores and she giggles and she just skips. You remember that? She skips through every room. Yeah. Hey, love you mama just skipping through and skips through life and I, i'm i don't oh. want her to lose that spirit yeah. you know when they get older they lose that imagination and that spirit so right now we're just in just such a it's a really beautiful time you just really want to bottle that up <laughs> i know i know but then but then they get older and i'm sure you're enjoying that because mm-hmm. friends yes my daughter is 21 and my son is 27 and this past year, we went on vacation, uh, all four of us. It it was so unique because we went, it felt like we went as friends. Right. Um, just so different. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And you can kind of let your guard down a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah. You really are instead yeah. of disciplinarian. Yeah. Um, that's really precious. Go anywhere fun? We went to Daytona. Oh, was we, it great? Did you go to a race? No, we we try not to go during race week. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been to New Smyrna Beach a lot, which is close to yep. Daytona. I've been to Daytona, of course, too. I've never mm-hmm. been and I want to go. Yeah, there's a lot of little neat beaches there. New Smyrna, just above. We actually stay in Ormond, which is just north of Daytona. And then Flagler Beach yes. is just a sweet little place. Beautiful homes on right on the coast. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we you love just, it. Actually took chairs out on the beach and just sat and talked as a group and as a family. Yep. Yep. 
It was wonderful. Made lots of memories. Yeah. So. Well, then uh, they'll get married and then you'll have grandchildren. It'll yep. be better. <laughs> are any of them, are they dating or are they married? Um, I do have a granddaughter and oh. she is eight and oh. she, she just owns my heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she calls me Lala. Oh, that. I love that. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I will make sure that I'm so glad you were born is under the Christmas tree for her this Christmas. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. There was something that I read about, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was something that your mom would say to you, but something about you were born to be extraordinary, and that just touched my heart. Oh, thank you. So the reason that I wrote this book is really, so my first two books were really messages. First book was um, just messages. My dad left next to our cereal bowl a little message every morning, like a scripture mm -hmm. or um, Walt Disney, he said, said, uh, I hope I'll never. I I hope I'll never be afraid to fail. Um, Abraham Lincoln quotes. He said, uh, "Stay up with the owls. Don't expect to soar with the eagles." All these different little quotes that all of our dads said to us. And so, when I wrote my first book, I wanted to honor my dad with that, and I had a lot of his notes, and my sister and brother did too. So I was just we were brainstorming about book ideas, and that was something that the team loved. And mm -hmm. so we went with that for the first theme. And then the second book was Through Your Eyes, and that was just through the eyes of my child because I was pregnant with Hayden for the first book. The second book, this was all the things I had discovered being a mom. Oh my gosh, I'm raising a human being. And she saw her first dog today. She saw her first raindrop today. She went on her first walk outside today. So these little things were just meant a lot to me. So I wrote that book. So this book was about my mom. My mom had a stroke four and a half years ago. And she's still alive, and mm. she's had a lot of issues and just ups and downs, and it's been just really difficult on my dad and my mom. And we do have 24-hour care for her, and she lives in an apartment in our house that we built in the basement for her. And um, so it's been really sad, but she has just mastered through this. She, We call her the Iron Lady now because she's <laughs> so strong and mm. just doesn't give up. And so this book was really to honor my mom, who I didn't appreciate as much as I should have. I was so close to my dad. I was very close to my mom. I went to my mom for all the things that I was too scared to go to my dad about. But my, And my mom was kind of our protector, our mediator, but I felt like I was more like my dad. So I felt really guilty about that later in life because my mom had had a stroke. And so I tell her all the time, thank you. How did you do it? You were a full-time teacher with 20 some odd kids in your classroom that were four years old and came home mm. to three more kids who needed you and a husband who needed you mm. and a husband who, and, and kids that had the, had food on the table every night. And we ate as a family and went to church every Sunday and did everything. She had her own social life, but she was busing us around to birthday parties and everything. And I remember as a child, I was too hard on her. I thought, why didn't she pick me up early? Why didn't she pick me up on time? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm 
a mom two to one child. So I get it. I can't imagine what she went through. So because of my mom's hardships, I really just wanted to honor her and tell her that um, I love her and I'm so sorry for not appreciating her. But yeah. I'm sorry to get upset, but I just feel guilty about that. You know, I never would hug her enough and tell her I loved her. And my mom is not um, super touchy-feely. She doesn't like public affection. And she grew up in a very um, formal family. And so um, I just wish I'd done that more, you know, mm -hmm. but... I still can. I still have time. But so this yeah. book, my mom always said this to us. I'm so glad you were born on our birthdays. And so um, this is really for my mom and all the, that she's been through. And I'm so glad she was born. Yeah. Now she has a little grandchild. He looks just like her. It's the only girl in the family. My brother has three boys and Hayden looks just like my mom as a child. Um, so it's really, really just mm -hmm. God's way of saying all three of you, Ainsley, your sister Elise, and your brother Trent, y'all all look more like the dad side of the family. And then I have this child that looks so much like my mom. Oh, really cool. Yeah. I bet she just adores her too. Loves her. Mm -hmm. she, she loves all of them. She, she loves the babies. My brother just had a, a baby about a year ago. So she loves holding little banks. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the great part of parenting that you get to be a grandparent. <laughs> Leave all the discipline, all the structure, all of the important things like that, and just get to love on your grandkids. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, I thank you so much for your time. I know you got to scoot, but um, your new book, I'm So Glad You Were Born, comes out the end of September. Ainsley, thanks so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. And if God they want their copies, they can go to anywhere that you know sells books online and they can pick it up. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Thank, Thank you, Ainsley. Trying to get this book into the hands of these children who need to hear this message. Absolutely. God bless, God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.